0: What is up everyone, the date is June 13th, I'm your host Jack Murphy, you're Mike Merck, and this is the Free Strike Podcast. Alright, so look at that now, we have some nice theme music for the podcast. I mean obviously I'm, I couldn't get some like Kanye West or some Jay-Z or some crazy music like that that everyone wants to hear because... Of copyright, but I got this nice little smooth little rock for you guys. Um, hope y'all like it. Anyway, so before we could talk about the past two series of the Yankees have, I really do want to talk about this one thing I saw on Twitter. Um, I saw, I don't remember who tweeted it out, but it was a link to this article, and it was that um, Clint Frazier's girlfriend her name's like Faith, I, I don't know the last name, I think it's like Jukes, uh, it's spelled J-E-W-K-E-S, I, I think that spells Jukes. Um, what, basically what it was is like an article describing how Yes Network and Faith uh, signed a deal together and apparently she wants to like bring a show to Yes Network about like how uh, baseball players are with like their girlfriends and their how traveling's like and i just don't know what to think about the whole thing cuz i feel like it's just going to turn into a reality tv show and i don't care about my yankees but in that sense i just want to see them win baseball games i mean it's cool i guess to see them try, like i guess it's cool to see like all this type of stuff but i feel like they're going to just make it so extra and they're going to make it so dramatic like a freaking reality show is like it's not going to be anything real they're just going to do stuff for ratings and all that type of jazz um kind of like how ball in the family is like it's just like all for ratings it's none of that's real and they're going to be like Oh, they has a double header on this day And we were supposed to go out shopping I mean, like, you get to travel Like, I know there's obviously some downs To, like, having to travel every day But you get to travel across the country Like, how is that that bad? Your boyfriend or you makes millions of dollars Playing the sport he loves And you're gonna be rich Because you're making millions of dollars I mean, I I know There's definitely, I know I'm I'm 100% sure that there are negatives But, like, the negatives do not even come close to outweighing the positives. Like, you can go to New York, and then you're going to L.A. And then you can... You have a... Th- and it's, like, not even, like... It's baseball. So it's a three-game series. You're going to be... You can spend a whole weekend in L.A. Then guess what? You're going to spend a whole L- a weekend in San Francisco. Like, that's the life. You get to explore all these cities. and Maybe not the baseball players because they're playing baseball. But, like like, the girlfriend, like, she gets to do whatever the hell she wants for three days until she has to watch her boyfriend play the game. It's... Just I don't know. It could be good, but it just doesn't make sense. Or is It's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just... I don't know. This I, As you can tell, this has me speechless. Because I just don't want it to be like another Kardashian's reality type stupid fake show. I don't want that, my New York Yankees to um, be a part of that crap. I really don't want it to happen. I like watching the Yankees because they are a dynasty. They are they have 27 rings they're the best baseball franchise ever probably the best sports franchise ever and i don't want to see this tarnish their legacy it's just awful and i don't i don't like it at all it just doesn't make any sense why they would do something like this it just seems stupid it's a reality tv show it never in the article specifically said it was a reality tv show but the the way she described it it's a reality tv show it's they said they were going to talk about um, if they had any pets, the, um, spending time with their girlfriends on off days, how what they do on off days, um, traveling with their their significant other, and it's just all this stuff they talk about is like stuff you would see on a reality show about baseball. Like, come on, I don't want to watch that. Or if you're gonna do that, do that to like a crappy team that n- has no chance making the MLB, the MLB, the uh, playoffs. Like. Do it for the Orioles. Don't do it for the Yankees. I want to focus on watching the Yankees make the playoffs. I don't want to know if Aaron Judge's dog got a new, a new freaking bow in its hair. Like I don't care. I just want to watch baseball. All right. So now that I had that little rant out of the way, um, the Yankees had a uh, started off this weekend with a um, three game series against the New York Mets. As you know, how that went down, uh, we took two, we lost one. Surprisingly, the one game we lost was the game I expected to be an easy win. Uh, Luis Severino pitched, which I always expect to win when Severino pitches, no matter who he's up against. Um, and it wasn't even against Syndergaard. It was against Seth Lugo, who actually pitched a very great game. But you know what? We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, we'll start with game one of the series, um, the game where I kind of expected to lose. I actually kind of expected to maybe lose the first or second. I knew we were going to win two out of three, but I expected to lose either the first or the second one, not the third. So... In the first game of the series, um, it was Jacob DeGrom against uh, Tanaka. And in the beginning of the game, I was like, holy shit. We're going to have this crappy Tanaka that's going to give up four runs and we're just screwed. Because Tanaka sucks on days like this. Because he gave up a home run within the first few pitches of of him being in the game. However, he actually has picked it up. Or he had picked it up. Um... The rest of the game, he was didn't allow another hit the rest of his time pitching. However, he did get pulled after the fifth inning because of a hamstring injury, which I'll talk about later. Um, that's going to even cause more problem than already exists for us at the starting rotation. Um, basically, this series, like others, other than a big home run by Stanton, a uh, very big home run by Brett Gardner, and I think there was a... I think... I don't remember what the other run was I think it was a, I think we won we definitely won four to one but what what did we do I think it was a um sacrifice fly um I think Anna Hart hit a sacrifice fly I, I honestly can't remember though I don't know why like it was definitely I don't know if I think Andahar was involved not 100% sure I'm checking now it was on Friday yeah the Yankees won four to one judge hit the sacrifice fly and oh Tanaka scored oh my god and that's how he got hurt I don't know why I got that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so in the sixth inning, in the top of the sixth, Judge had a sacrifice fly and Tanaka scored on it. Um, and because of it, his hamstrings were tight. And now he's out for a month at least. Or that's the that month is about the timetable that we expect him to be back. Um. Unfortunately, that this puts in our, our rotation in even a deeper hole now that Jordan Montgomery's out for the year. Tanaka's out for a little bit. Uh, we already have Herman, who is very. And I don't really like him, as you can tell I'm pretty sure I was went off on him in the last podcast I started calling him, um, um, instead of Domingo I call him Domingus, because he's a dingus Because he sucks sometimes Even though he did pitch pretty well last night Not last night, it was um, Saturday night He pitched pretty well, I'll give him that um, So, pretty much, the only really major thing that happened It was a very low-scoring game, it was a pitcher's duel Our bullpen came in, was shut down It's been shut down all series long, up until the end of the match series, we pitched, I saw on Twitter, 19 and a, point, 19 and a third. We went, We gave up zero runs. Every one of the bullpen has uh, collectively, so that's really good how our bullpen is being is really stacked. Um, Jonathan Holder, Chad Green, Batanzas, Chapman all shut down, and luckily Gardner had one of the clutchest hits of, not his career, actually not his career, he's such a clutch player, but probably of the season. And, and we do know that Gardner is probably the clutchest, if, no, he definitely is the clutchest player on the Yankees, probably one of the clutchest players in the league, he does, he gets hits in big spots, there's not one person I'd want over him on the team, in a big spot, (laughs) all right, so that's pretty much the first game, it was a pitcher's duel, DeGrom pitched, pitched really well, Uh, he went eight innings, eight innings, only gave up four hits and two earned runs, one of them was unearned, I believe, I don't remember which one it was, I think it might have been I don't remember which one was the unearned run. I think it was because an error before Garner's home run, somebody reached on an error. It wasn't a base hit, but um, yeah. So that was a pretty. Um, that game was not. We didn't. Our bats weren't working, and our bats really weren't working this entire series. And hopefully, going back, being back in the home, being back at home for a little bit of a stretch will help even more than it currently than uh, being on the road is. Because Sanchez is slumping. Stanton is not doing well. Judge is slumping. He's like three for his last four. He's like three for his last 41. Um, All of our big guys are really not producing right now. And we're still first place. So if we can get those big guys producing, we can probably run away with the lead. Alright, so let's talk a little bit more about the second game. Um, So we won that one four to three. uh, Domingo Hermani gave up three runs in the first inning. And Everyone thought like, "Oh God, this guy's awful. Get rid of him. We don't want him anymore." Everyone was on Twitter about it, saying how much they hate him. And then he started picking it up. Um, he pitched actually six innings, and uh, um, he pitched six innings total. Uh, he gave up all of his runs in the first, so he didn't allow a run after. And we, to, the Mets, are like, "Oh, we got a three-run lead. We got this game in the bag. There's no way." We started to like, pr- we started like prick down that lead a little bit. Uh, Teresa hit a home run in the third. and Andahar hit one in the sixth to tie it up. And then Judge hits one in the eighth to close the curtain on the Mets. And we take game two. Um, anything else I want to say about this game? Um, not really. Oh, well. Okay. There wasn't really much to that one either. And then the third game was surprisingly... Severino didn't even pitch terribly, but he did not pitch like how Luis Severino is expected to pitch. Uh, he only went... Five innings while giving up five hits in those innings. Um, the only two runs he gave up were because of a two-run bomb because of Frazier, Todd Frazier, and I believe that was the fifth inning. Um, he had a really high pitch count through the whole game, which was the reason why he was had to be pulled so early. And the Yankees just could not hit the ball in this game. Uh, Seth Lugo was dealing. Uh, he was actually Noah Syndergaard's replacement as Syndergaard, before injury, was supposed to be the starter in this game. Um, so there's really nothing I can really talk about about the Yankees' performance as it was awful. Greg Bird got a hit. Andahar got two of them. Uh Judge was taking the day off, but he did come in to pinch in, and I actually do want to talk about that at bat And it's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. Um so Aaron Judge comes up and um Andahar just got a base hit. He got a second hit of the night and they're down two nothing and all City Field is exploding. It's going crazy. And it's on ESPN and the ESPN announcers are awful. Alex Rodriguez Matt Faskeurian and the, that girl out Jessica, whatever her name is, they are bad. They they're just annoying. They're just terrible commentators, and they're like, "Oh, this is is this a Mets game? Because we're at Yankee Stadium." And it was just terrible. I oh my goodness, their whole game like the commentating just pissed me off. Well, they mentioned Cespedes being being out like twenty times, saying, "Oh, that's why the Mets are losing games," which he wasn't playing well, but that he's a good leader on the team, so it could be the reason why. Um... And I'll talk more about the Mets a little bit too, as they're the Yankees' little brother, especially this season. Um, being from New York, <laughs> that's gonna piss some people off. But um, anyway, so Aaron Judge comes up to bat, pinch hitting for the pitcher, and everyone's like clapping, going crazy, and they're like, "Wow, this is new. This is like Yankee Stadium against the Mets here, because like at the New York, it's a New York Mets game. So obviously, there's gonna be a lot of Yankee fans in attendance too." and it, like it was like it cl- everyone was clapping going crazy the first pitch the first pitch aaron, and there was one out too one out aaron judge hits a ground ball to the shortstop taylor made double play it was a taylor made double play but then again you had jose reyes at second base and you know what jose reyes does um rosario was playing short he flips the ball to reyes Re- <laughs> reyes <laughs> throws the ball and he just he no judge is not speedy you don't have to get it off too quick he just misses him by a mile misses the, i don't remember who's playing first misses that guy by a mile adrian gonzalez missed like nowhere near him and that's not even the worst part he never stepped on second base he just like stood there he froze and when he called the ball he froze didn't touch the bag didn't do anything and andahar was i saw it um they reviewed it because they just called andahar out but andahar was like wait he never stepped in the base challenge that and they did. And Reyes got two errors. Two errors. And honestly, Reyes is just... He should retire after this season. Um, He's not playing well. He's batting under 150. I, I don't know what the Mets still see in him. He's a player way past his prime. He was really, really, really good when he was in it. But that was like 12 years ago in 2006 to 2010. I mean ever since he came back to the Mets he has not been Jose Reyes. And um I don't know like do you just want a veteran on your team for the sake of having a veteran while well, you have Todd Frazier? I mean that's Todd Frazier's a clubhouse guy. You don't need two of them. I mean I feel like you can just pr- bring in somebody from double A and get the same performance or triple A and get the same performance that Jose Reyes is giving you. And I don't know how like the um, Mets fans feel about him being on the team cuz he's not playing well at all and his he had a base hit tonight this this game but it was a um it was a ground ball and it, w- it wasn't like a really like soft hit ground ball luckily it was in the hole it wasn't like so a bullet but it wasn't like soft as well but it was still a ground ball so those are the three games um some things i do want to like um round or highlight at af- as a series after this series or take note of is that the yankees players really need to um start stepping up like they're, star- like they're all not they're all they are not all-stars because they're not playing like all-stars but they're bigger names like Stanton needs to start playing better which I honestly as of, at this moment I'm not too worried about Stanton because I remember last year he didn't get his surge going until after the all-star break so hopefully he can do that again because that would be good maybe not obviously I don't expect him to be as good as he was last year but it'd be nice to see that wouldn't it and I feel like he can definitely pick it up he's definitely capable of being a much better hitter as Sanchez, you can't tell me that Sanchez is a 190 hitter, he's playing like a bum, he's playing like a bum, um, a bum, and Romain, it's good to see that he got the past few, three, past few days off, um, the, he got the third day off because Romine always pitches, um, or always catches Sonny Gray, that's why he got that day off, but, um, it's just not, hopefully he'll get back to a a little bit of a groove going, he's at home, he's at his home ballpark, Um, everything should be in the clear, we're in first place, we're we're pretty good, we don't have a good lead against the Red Sox at all, they're right on our ass, but I mean, hopefully Sanchez can just start picking it up, because we really need production, and you know what, maybe if we start playing Romine more at his production level, and we're like, hey, this isn't your spot anymore, you have to fight for it again, maybe he'll play better maybe he needs the competition for his spot bat, for for his spot for his performance to rise because some people do actually work like that like they need to like fight for something it's not get a guarantee anymore for him. I feel like that would be a good idea or even just say that and um let's talk a little bit about the Mets and how they are as they are the Yankees little brother as I'm still gonna catch shit for saying that um, I don't never really understood the reason the fact why Yankee fans hated the Mets so much I mean like it just kind of like didn't make sense to me um we were always pretty much better than them we've I don't know why you're what are you jealous of their success their better stars they're legends like we have all those things too and I know I sound really cocky for saying that but it's true it's not like I'm saying things that are wrong um I just kind of feel bad for them I mean the Mets especially this year and the past few years except for the 2015 year they had a really good year that year they just haven't They've just been a really unlucky team. Like, look at them at the beginning of the year; they were amazing. They—I don't remember their exact record. It was like maybe fifteen and two. Um, they were like fifteen and two, and then everyone got hurt. Uh, Frazier got hurt. I mean, he's back now; he's playing well. Uh, Guard's hurt. Cespedes hurt. It's a bunch of names I don't even know are hurt that contributed to success for the Mets. And it's just sad to see how. For so many years, injuries have been a really big problem with the Mets, and it's really have kept the Mets from being a good team, or a mediocre team, to a great team, or an All-Star, or a World Series contender. And it's really sad to see, it. you just like to see the Mets be like competitive, and if they were healthy, they would be just up in there with the Braves, with the Nationals, with the even the Phillies, um, not the Marlins, the Marlins are garbage, but the NLEs have some pretty solid teams, and the Mets could be a solid team as long as they're healthy, unfortunately, they're not at the moment, because when they're healthy, people like, when Cespedes is healthy, healthy, and he's clicking, that means people like Michael Conforto can click, uh, Brandon Nimmo can click, he has been a bright spot in that team as well, he's been playing pretty well, it's Drupal cabrera playing well as too. um, so, like, when you have a leader, like, Jonas Cespedes in there, like everyone's like that. That's a dangerous lineup. They can pit well. Obviously, they have great starting pitching. As they still haven't missed a beat. It's just, it sucks, man. Like being a Mets fan now is hard. Like I w- couldn't be able to do that. Um, I, as much props I give Mets fans, as much props I give Mets fans for sticking by their team. If you if you are a Mets fan that sticks by your team, good for you. However. At the same time, if you thought Michael Conforto is better than Aaron Judge, I mean, you're, just, you're just gonna you're gonna take an L. You just gotta. I actually made a sign that said that has an L on it. Now I was gonna hold it up, but then I realized you actually can't see me. But I'm still holding the L up anyway. I, this is stupid, but you know what? I'm still gonna hold up this L because it's stupid. Come on, dude, really? Aaron Judge is an all-star. He hit 52 home runs last year. His on-base percentage is over 400. It's at 400 this year. He's hitting 18 home runs. His strikeout rate's high, but he's still a productive player. Like, come on, really? And I don't know about you. <laughs> and The last thing I want to talk about this Yankees-Mets series before we move on to the Nationals. If I ever, if I, in the next series with the Yankees-Mets, if I hear anything about Todd Frazier being a hometown hero from Tom's River, I'm going to flip out. I heard that so many times during the series. They say it every time. You know how many times I saw the clip of Todd Frazier standing next to Derek Jeter? How many times? In like the span of like three days? And actually, how many times in the span of like a year? Because maybe a little less than a year, like 10 months? When Todd Frazier was on the freaking Yankee, was on the, um, we got him in the trade from the Chicago White Sox? It's, It's just, Jesus, man. Like, We get it. He's from Tom's River. Nobody, nobody cares. All right, moving on. So after their series with the Mets, the Yankees started a series, a two-game series with the uh, Washington Nationals. They played them at home. Um, This is a series I was very interested in um, to see how the Yankees stacked up with one of the best teams in the NL, a possible World Series matchup, as both the Yankees and Nationals are early World Series contenders. Uh, It's unfortunately we couldn't play, or actually probably fortunately, uh, we couldn't play. We didn't get to play against them up against pitchers like max scherzer who currently leads the national league and the uh, actually the mlb in strikeouts um one of the best pitchers performing pitchers in the mlb and uh steven strasberg who is also an elite pitcher as well um it it would be nice to see how our team would stack up against them and it's also nice to be back at home especially after a road series where our uh, bad our lineup did not really produce that much hits um a lot of slumps such as gary sanchez and aaron judge such as Giancarlo Stanton even though Stanton and uh, Judge had their bright spots in the road series they still overall have not played well and it's nice to see him back home back on their home turf and hopefully they can start picking it up and the first game is exactly exactly that happened with uh, Didi Gregorius who we definitely saw pick it up and he's actually been he's been producing again um, it's nice to see that he's out of his slump of May and he's not quite the player he was in April but he's out of his slump that he was in during, uh, during May and he hit two home runs in the first game, and that was pretty much our run production. He's, uh, we won three to one, or three to zero. We shut out the uh, Nationals in the first game. Uh, CC had a great pitching performance as well, and I'll talk about that too. But Didi just had a had a great day. Um, he had two hits, two home runs, and now he's, I believe, he's the um, the only Yankee to ever have three multi-home run games in a season. So congratulations to Didi Gregorius from that, and also congratulations to CC Sabathia on fifteen hundred strikeouts. Um, it's definitely a, a definitely a great accomplishment for a great pitcher. Um, CC Sabathia is a pitcher that honestly, if you've been paying attention for Yankees baseball for a while, and not last year, but the years before, two three years before, he was not very not a very consistent pitcher. Um, he just didn't get a lot. Done. He was really bad, actually, and I don't know what it was. I mean, you you know he we all know that CC Sabathia hasn't been able to hit um a 90 mile per hour fastball in a long time, uh probably since 2010 maybe 2012. And I feel like when he lost his velocity and when he lost like some of his stuff on his like curveball or not his curveball he doesn't have a curve but like on his slider and his sinker he didn't have as much movement. He you really saw he was he lost his control but i feel like he adapted to becoming older and started to learn how to pitch with knowing that he doesn't have the stuff that he once had and adapting to that he's pitched better he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts he doesn't power he doesn't like throw 99 miles per hour like gunning it past them he just knows how, where his spots he needs to hit he knows batter's weaknesses and that's how he's able to to go 6 innings maybe 7 innings with no runs given up one run given up um, it's really, it's really amazing how, um, C. C. Sabathia has completely turned a 360, um, complete, complete 180, not a 360. If he did a 360, he would just be right back where he was, but he did a complete 180. He's look, he looks really good, especially for his age. And I really hope that CC C. gets one more ring because he says one more and he's done meaning one more ring. He wants to get one more ring and then he'll retire. And I really think that this could be the year and this could be the team he does it with. Um, so pretty much um another thing i really wanted to um, talk about during the entire se- series not only were there uh, bats the bats were existent they definitely were existent m- much more existent than on the road for the yankees but um the fielding was there too um especially in the second game i'm gonna um, highlight or especially in the second game the bats were exceptional uh, or not the bats i'm sorry the gloves the fielding was exceptional um austin romine threw out michael taylor who's one of the bet- better base stealers in the league twice um Gleyber Torres had some sick tags he had some sick tags um he's just continues to amaze me even when he looks like he um he might go into a slump and his next at bat he's gonna hit a no doubt home run and he's gonna be like oh well no he's not in a slump anymore (laughs) so um yeah he's also amazing in the field if you haven't noticed uh Didi Gregorius made a few uh one really nice play in the ninth Ninth inning of the second game of the series, you'll probably see that on SportsCenter sometime, especially without basketball or hockey or any other sport on that'll probably be on like the number one play on SportsCenter. It should be. It was really an amazing play. Um, uh, just to explain it, he was like it was a diving catch, but like it was a diving uh, diving catch to his um, opposite side. And um, he had to throw it at first because it was just a ground ball and he had to get it off quick and he was like falling down to one side and throwing it across his body. And Greg Burden makes a nice extension to make the grab. he gets him out by a footstep. And it was really just an incredible play. One of the best plays I've ever seen by Didi Gregorius. And that's saying something because he really is a great fielder. So CC's doing really good. I'm glad he's become much better and much more consistent. Oh, and another thing I wanted to point out um, on Twitter... <laughs> on twitter um, and the, like the first two innings of the yankee yankee game i'm pretty sure like no one got a hit or anything and then dd was up and i was i just went on on twitter It's like i was like pissed that no one was getting a hit no one got a hit and no one was really hitting really well in the road series and other than like anduhar and glaber torres no one really was hitting well in the any of our road road trip and <laughs> so i t- went to twitter and i was literally like someone on the yankees really needs to start picking up oh by the way my uh, twitter is uh, jackmurph27 um, if you want to follow me, please do. And um, if you if you want to contact me in any way about um, about questions or anything, uh, you can DM my Twitter and I'll answer your questions on my podcast. So where was I? Talking about Didi, right? Yeah, so... So, um <laughs> so yeah, I tweeted this out. It was like, someone really needs to start hitting. And literally, like, the pitch after I tweeted that out, Didi Gregorius hits a home run. And I was like, no way. And honestly, yeah, I'm going to take full credit for that, honestly, because... He hit another one, and more people are actually hitting, so you're welcome, Yankees. Hopefully, you can keep this up now. Um, I just thought it was a cool coincidence that, like, literally right after I tweeted that, it was found of really awesome. Um, and another thing with fielding, uh, the Nationals, uh, I, I never realized how fast Trey Turner actually was. Um, in the first game, uh, <laughs> he's so quick, man. He plays shortstop, and uh, somebody hit a... I think Gardner hit a bullet, like, in, like, right... De- like break right, right up the middle and Trey Turner was just so fast. He was able to get the ball that looked like a sure base hit. I thought it was a complete base hit. There was no shift on or anything. He he got to it and then he threw it like right away and I was like, "Holy crap, how did he cover that much ground in that amount of time?" Like Trey Turner really I think he really should definitely be an All-Star just because of how great he is in the field and he can steal bases. Um his average isn't too high, but the other things he does is just amazing. And I'm not going to talk about this too much because I talked about it a lot in my last podcast. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, so, in the second game, uh we unfortunately lost that one. It was a, a close game, 5-4. to four. Uh, Unfortunately, Sonny Gray had another bad outing. Uh, he pitched five innings, gave up seven hits and four runs. And um I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about Sonny Gray. Like, literally, his start before this, he went eight innings, gave up no runs. And now he pitches... Four, five innings gives up four, and it's just like he's so inconsistent. And you know what? It's it's home and away splits are all like just so so lopsided. He's so much better on the road. Uh, I just and I can understand that because the Yankees Yankees ballpark is a hard place to pitch. It's literally the most uh, other than arguably maybe Coors Field that just has the thin atmosphere and balls just keep going. It is one of the hardest places to pitch in the MLB. And uh, Sonny Gray just when he pitches here, he's not the same pitcher. Um, it looks like he he gets away he gets up 0-2 and, and then he just throws curveballs in the dirt two straight curveballs in the dirt and now it's 2-2 and, and then he's like battling again and he has to th- lob one over the plate and they get a base hit and it's just I, I feel like if it's 0-2 you should still like attack them you should still attack you shouldn't just give them like two freebies and then have it 2-2 again you're wasting pitches and now you become more predictable um, as a pitcher so I never really understood why. Pitchers would miss by so much and waste pitches like it just doesn't seem to make sense because it you just it's again you're just wasting pitches and it pitching you pitch a hundred pitches a game and you waste two pitches batter like that's a lot that adds up quick and you're you, that can be the reason why you're pitching six innings instead of seven or seven instead of eight or the reason why you have to get taken out for a perfect hitter and that would really suck wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so in this game we saw what happened was Greg Bird um he actually dropped down in the batting order to seventh and you know what that ru- that worked because he went two for three he got a base hit and he hit a home run he hit a home run to make it uh two to one i believe it was in the first inning um in the first inning of the game it was uh, the nationals scored uh anthony randone hit a sacrifice fly and adam eaton scored um this and then right we answered right away as um brett garner scored in a sack fly by aaron judge and, um, the, the biggest highlight of this game is not, unfortunately not of the Yankees. It's actually on the, um, on the Nationals. Uh, Juan Soto, um, he, <laughs> he is incredible. He's only 19 years old. I'm 19 years old. I'm making a podcast. He's playing in the MLB. I mean, that's just insane. Like to think if somebody my age is doing the things he's doing. He hit two home runs this game and he's pretty much the reason why the Nationals won, um, the first one was literally, it was a three-run home run, it was literally like an opposite field home run, lucky, it'll only be out at Yankee Stadium, it really was like just over the wall, it was such a short home run, nobody thought it was out, everyone was in disbelief when the bull actually went out of the ballpark, because it just, it didn't look like it, it was like, it barely got over the wall, um, and that gave us, gave the uh, Nationals a lead, the lead by one, and the Yankees quickly got it back, as um, I'm pretty sure somebody else got a home run torres torres hit a home run of course he did of course why why do i even um, why do i second guess that um so torres hit a home run and tied the game up and then that was in the fifth inning and then in the seventh inning uh chasen shreve was pitching uh gives up a home a first pitch home run to juan soto and this ball was crushed it was it was one of the furthest home runs i've seen to right field um obviously not left field or in the ballpark because that probably still goes to Aaron Judge last year against the Rays. He hit a bomb, a 496-foot bomb. I'm pretty sure everyone remembers that. But, um, no, this ball was hit really far. It said on StatCast, it said it only went 436 feet. I I don't think it did. It looked much, much farther than that. And I just, uh, I don't think there was. Um, The Yankees' bats were working these past two games. They got eight hits in this game. And in the first game, they got um, eight hits as well. Um, So it's nice to see that they bats are working again hopefully they can keep this up for the rest of the homestand and hopefully up until at least the all-star break we can end it on a hot streak you know um our bullpen was still pretty good i mean other than that chasing Shreve home run that was completely jacked by juan soto the 19 year old that is still two years away from being able to drink that's just incredible but i mean that was like the first run they've given up in over like 21 innings that's definitely not even true it's like probably up to 24 25 by now um Sonny Gray and yeah we talked about Sonny Gray being trash this game unfortunately and honestly I I just I don't know he's since he's not consistent I don't know I don't know if I like it and it's just our starting it's just coming back to our starting rotation just being our biggest downfall and being our biggest our weakest link um with Tanaka especially with Tanaka hurt um he was pitching really well until he he had those tight hamstrings and Oh man! Now Sonny Gray is inconsistent. Herman uh, is inconsistent. Uh, Severino is like our only. Severino and CC are like our only two like consistent guys that I trust. And we still need three more of them, and we don't have that. Um, at tomorrow against the Rays, uh, we are actually not tomorrow, but in in um, in the series against the Rays, actually, um, we're gonna have um our replacement for Tanaka. So. Jonathan Luis Siga will be replacing Tanaka. Uh, he'll be pitching on Friday and our road, our um, starters for our next four games against the Rays at home will be uh, Domingo Herman. He will be pitching the first game on on Thursday. On Friday we will have uh, Luis Segura, Jonathan Luis Siga, making his first start of the uh, season of of his first start of the season and that will be on Friday. We have uh Seve. hopefully he can bounce back and get a nice win. It's it's funny how we I say hopefully he bounces back after a game where he only gives up two runs it's but let's hope he bounces back and ha- pitches a dominant performance against a hometown rival um yeah let's hope he does that and then on s- rounding off the series we have CC Sabathia pitching on Sunday and honestly I think we can sweep the race just because we are a much better team than they are um hopefully we do uh hopefully Luis Siga uh surprises some people a lot of people wanted to see, uh, Justice Sheffield get called up for Tanaka and get, finally get his chance to, uh, be on the, be on the squad, see what he brings to the table, but apparently it looks like that, um, Cashman just decides that he's not ready yet, and, um, you know what, it's, if it takes more time to develop in the minors for him to be a, uh, to be a star, do whatever, man, I mean, I, I just want Justice Sheffield to just be, like, really, really dominant, um, I think he needs to be a pitch. he should be a pitcher that will, can help us in the long run, be a consistent pitcher, which is what we are severely lacking at the moment, and um, it's, it's just he's just somebody I really want to see succeed on the Yankees, because we don't have much success at starting pitching on the Yankees, and it's just been really unlucky for us, it's like, it's just, it's not been good. Um, another topic I want to talk about relating to the minors is how Brandon Drury is currently doing um he's actually killing it in the minors but the only problem is we don't know what to do with him um we have no idea he is he's on a 32 game on base streak in the minors which is incredible it's the longest in that franchise in uh, our franchise's history our our minors team history uh the rail riders is what they're called um he's just he's hitting like three thirty three thirty five, and he's not missing a step and everyone wants to see him play for his base um, take, um, um, what's his name, Tyler Austin spot hitting against lefties, because Tyler Austin's not performing well at all, uh, f- screw everything I said in my last podcast, he's just, he's not putting a good at-bats, he won't, he can't run the count at all, he'll usually swing at the first pitch, or he'll always go down 0-2, and he's just screwed, he's not, like, working counts or anything, um, usually, he doesn't strike out, he does strike out, but, w- not as much as like someone like Judge or Stanton, but one he doesn't play as much, and two it's probably because he just gets out on the first or second pitch. He doesn't even get to three strikes. He just he's just like an easy out, and a pitcher like he saves his pitch count. That's all he does. He re- really requires not like nothing. And um, I think it's good that Brandon Drury is learning how to play first base, so he can take pick up Tyler Austin's slack. Hopefully, um, we'll probably end up calling or sending him down. It was what I would think and what many other people think is the right idea to send Tyler Austin down. And um it's good that Brandon Jury's learning the minors because, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think first base is something hard for somebody that played third base to do. I mean, Chase Headley was a third baseman, and he moved to first when Todd Frazier... I mean, he had experience at first base, but, like, he moves, he moved to first base when Todd Frazier came over. And I feel like just giving Jury some time to just, like... um until like, I get to know the position and um, to be able to play it, I mean, I feel like he should be fine as well. I mean, it's not that difficult to play first base. It's definitely a much easier position than third base or second base. Um, you don't have to be as good of a fielder, and there are many first basemen that are that do just fine, and they're not great fielders. Like David Ortiz, uh, Prince Fielder, they both played first base, and they, they weren't good fielders at all, and it, it really worked out for them. We just really need somebody that can like be consistent on our lineup. And they can hit the ball really well and just not be Tyler Austin because he's a bum. Sorry, I said that kind of loud. Kind of like how Gary Sanchez is a bum. But you know what? Homestand, um, he's going to be playing against the Rays. I, f- I feel like usually Gary Sanchez does well against divisional rivals, especially when he's at home. And maybe, just maybe, he'll start picking it up again. He's he's got the past two games off. He didn't play at all against the Nationals. Um, We had Austin Romine catching um, he didn't even actually, I don't think he got a hit all series, but he did um, He did get a uh, run batted in with, on a uh, sacrifice fly in the first game. That's how we scored our first run. Now, nah, I lied. That is how we scored our second run. Our first run was on a DD home run. So that's awesome that Romine is still a really good option at catcher, and he's a better defensive catcher, as I've talked about. Um, he threw out Michael Taylor. I said that before. It's, it's nice to see, again, and it's nice to see that the Yankees are just they're starting to like hit better. Um, unfortunately, Sunny Gray sucks at home. So that's why we lost the second game, pretty much. Uh, Sunny Gray sucks at home. Gave up four runs. Our offense did what they could. He scored four runs. They got a bunch of hits. It's a surprise that our offense isn't the reason why we lost. It was actually our... Well, it wasn't a surprise that it was our starting pitching. But also because of uh, Chase and Shreve. Um, I don't understand why you leave chase and Shreve in for another inning when we have a very well-rested pen we had a very well-rested pen you can put in another pitcher but instead you want to go chase and for a second inning i don't know just like when you see it just relievers are just so much worse especially yankee relievers there's just so much worse when they go in for a second inning and i don't know why i feel like if you're that one inning guy literally if you go one pitch in the second inning it just it just like ruins their mojo and it makes no sense to me i i just don't understand what is the deal with that like Dylan Potanzas is a perfect example um he de- he's de- he always is like a great pitcher in like the first inning he's in he's dealing he's de- dealing ha 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 it's funny um he's just dealing he's three he strikes everyone out he throws heat he's hitting his spots but he goes in the second inning and then he's wild and he walks everybody and I don't understand how why or I don't understand why that's like that it's literally one more inning I guess it's just it's it's weird the ba- baseball is just a weird sport <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was talking about alright so um, shoot <laughs> so yeah um, Chasing Shreve he was pitching su- two innings and he gave up a home run and this was our first run that we've given up in a long time Um, luckily uh, uh, other than that our bullpen didn't give up anything else but unfortunately it wasn't enough as we had did drop the second game of the series to the Nationals and you know what Pe- people might think oh well we lost to two of the worst pitchers on the Nationals um, we we well, T- Tanner Roark is actually a pretty solid pitcher. So CC, but there we didn't face like Scherzer and Strasburg and like their elite s- pitching staff. Bryce Harper had a bad day. I did not even talk about Bryce Harper at all, and I kind of do want to talk about it. But well, let's finish talking about this first. But like they didn't face Severino either. Um, they didn't face our Tanaka. Tanaka is it, in crunch time. Tanaka can Tanaka is good under pressure. I'll just put it like that. He was very good in the playoffs. Um, He usually pitches well against good pitchers, like when he pitches against Chris Sale, I remember last year, he won a game 1-0, he threw a complete game shutout, and the Yankees won 1-0 against Chris Sale and the Red Sox, because Tanaka had brought his A-game, he usually brings his A-game against good pitchers, so if there was a Tanaka vs. Scherzer series in the World Series, I'd be excited for that, and I would trust Tanaka, because I feel like Tanaka is very good in big spots, because he has proven that. And the games he usually does lose are games that are not meaningless. No game is meaningless. You always want to win every single game. But, like, games that are not as big. Or, like, a game, like, we're playing, like, um, I don't know, the the Royals. Or, like, a mediocre team, like, um, I can't really think of one. The Rays, maybe. Like, they'll just, or he'll just like, lose every once in a while. He just throws, like, five. He gives up a few home runs. That's, like, the only big problem with Tanaka is, like, he'll pitch good. But he gives up so many home runs. But why are we talking about somebody that's not even, like, in the game right now? He's on the DL. So let's move on to um, what people might think is New York's next big signing, and that's Bryce Harper. And honestly, after watching the series, I don't want that to happen. Bryce Harper is not a team player at all. He He's a shitty player. He's a player I don't want on my team. He doesn't give a crap about anyone but himself. He wants to hit flashy home runs and show off he doesn't do the little things, he just wants to make the, he's just a flashy player, Uh, he wants to do the cool bat flip, which I don't really mind a bat flip every once in a while, but like, he just wants to make big plays, uh, he's the type of player where if you get a base hit, he wants a double, Uh, he, he doesn't want a base hit, a base hit's too simple for him, if he walks, he's pissed, um, we saw him get hit twice in the Yankee game, in the Yankee game, we saw him get hit twice in the Yankee game, yeah, that is true, I don't know why I said that three times, but um, yeah. So the first time he got hit by CC, and CC doesn't throw very hard, but he made a big deal out of it because he's Bryce Harper, and um, he also got hit a second time. And it was this one clearly wasn't blatant; it wasn't intentional. He was uh, down zero two, and Patanzas threw a uh, curveball, and he uh, Batanzas threw a curveball, hit him in like the foot, so being the drama queen that he is, Bryce Harper, uh, he just walks it, walks it off, and he's like, nope, I'm not even gonna play the rest of the game, so he just decides to sit himself down, because he can do that, because he's Bryce Harper, and, like, his numbers aren't even there, yes, he has, like, what, 18 home runs, which is a good, good amount for this time of year, but he's playing, he's batting two thirty-five and he's not playing well in the field, or he might be, I don't know, but, like, he doesn't, he doesn't play like he plays well in the field, for example, the second game, um, it literally it was like the first inning and I I, I noticed this right away it was um uh, Brett Gardner was stealing second base um um so I don't remember who was catching it wasn't it wasn't Severino it was some other guy but um Wilmer Defoe was um who was a great fielder too I didn't even mention that but Wilmer Defoe was a great fielder he made some great plays saved some base hits saved a judge base hit in the first game but Wilmer Defoe was um covering second Trey Turner was cover was uh, backing him up And uh, Wilmer Defoe was—he missed the ball, and it went to the outfield. And then Bryce Harper was just all the way back, all the way back, just like not paying attention, um, not trying to back up the steal. He was just nowhere in sight. And then the ball just started rolling to him. And then he's like, "Oh shit, the ball's here. I actually have to do something." But he wasn't like ready for it from the beginning. He just like, just like, "Oh well, I'll just wait until I actually have to do something." He wasn't ready for it, you know. He wasn't like. Like, he just really wasn't playing, I feel like, at 110%. Uh, I feel like he's only playing at 100% when he's, like, hitting. Because he wants a home run every at-bat. He wants to do something flashy every at-bat. So that's why I don't like Bryce Harper. And I feel like Bryce Harper doesn't like the Yankees much more after we hit him twice. Um, I feel like Bryce Harper is that type of guy that doesn't want to go to the Yankees. He wants to beat the Yankees. You know? He wants to beat them. Even though everyone says, oh, Bryce Harper's going to go to the Yankees. And you know what? If we offer him the most money... He might come to the Yankees because baseball players love, or Bryce Harper probably loves money more than anything. He's probably not a loyal player. He doesn't seem like a loyal player. He seems like somebody that will go get all the money he wants. But at the same time, if he's not going, I I feel like he wants to beat the team. He wants to be the guy to conquer something, not to be the guy, not to join him. So I guess I could respect that in a way. Unfortunately, it is against my Yankees, but I wouldn't want him anyway. But he wants to be someone that will like, be like fuck you I am taking you down and you know what if he's not gonna and he's not if he doesn't take him down he's gonna cry about not being able to that's why I don't want Bryce Harper I feel like I don't even know who we should sign in our free agency I really haven't thought about it yet all I want so far person that's not on my team is Cole Hamels I want to get him I want him at the trade deadline we need a consistent pitcher that's all I'm saying about that so that's pretty much a breakdown of both the series. Um, Yankees won two out of three against the Mets. Bats weren't good. Tanaka got hurt. Very unfortunate. Pitching was great. Rot- our rotation was awesome. And so was our... Uh, our rotation was what awesome. Unfortunately, not so much Severino. They b- b- all got the slow starts. Or, er, Tanaka and uh, Germán got the slow starts. Picked it up. We won both those games. Severino gave up a two-run home run to Todd Frazier. To Tom's River hero, Todd Frazier... And, and then they lost that game unfortunately um surprisingly they were shut out they were shut out for first time by the Mets that's just good good for the Mets honestly I'm happy for them they, they deserve something like that good for them hopefully I really hope that they make the playoffs something good happens their season and I'm not I'm not being like it like sarcastic or in any way I really do I really hope if there's any Mets fans watching this I really hope you guys make the playoffs and I'm not saying this to, like, be sarcastic. Like, I genuinely feel that way because you guys gone through oh, so much crap, so much shit. As long as you don't think Michael Conforto is better than Aaron Judge, I want you to be successful. <laughs> and then um, before we end this podcast, uh, of course, the Nationals, just recap that, Nationals we tied the series 1-1 it was pretty evenly it was a pretty even series the entire time bats were working there was some good pitching hopefully next time we play the nationals it'll be a duel against like severino and max scherzer and that would be a great game to watch that's something that like everyone would love to see because that would be a sick matchup The before um before i go there's one more thing i wanted to uh share um i saw on i'm pretty sure you guys probably most of you guys probably saw this as well on twitter or instagram or somewhere on MLB they probably posted it all around I just something that kind of like warmed my heart a little bit and it was really nice to see uh Freddie Freeman uh first baseman for the Braves uh the best first baseman performing pers- first baseman in the league right now he is he get batting like 340 he has a few uh, he's a good ho- amount of home runs he's the probably he's the vet on a very young Braves team that's performing at a high rate um they're playing really well they're doing really good um Freddie Freeman's a great guy class act uh, he hit a, ho- um, it was his mom actually passed away 18 years ago to this day. So in 2000, this day, his mom passed away and he's not, he's like maybe like 29, 30, I think maybe he's in his 30 around that age area. So he was really young. He was relatively young when she died and, um, he had a home run for, her and I just thought it was a really sweet thing. I thought it was to share. He said something really nice about it. He was like, that one was hit to the moon. So I know she saw that one and I just thought it was really sweet. Something I'd like to share. So, um, that's just something I wanted to bring up. And that's pretty much everything. Um, so until next time, basically what we're going to do next time is we're going to talk about... We're basically just going to talk about the Yankees, obviously. We're going to probably break... We're going to break down their series against the Rays and probably going to bring another podcast. I'm going to bring another podcast just talking specifically about that Rays series. It might not be as long as this one because this one we broke down two series, but you never know, depending on how much or how much doesn't happen between this, this time and that time. So just wanted to bring you... Up, bring that up and the last thing is i want to say just drop my twitter again so i can get some more followers if you think i'm funny retweet my stuff i mostly tweet out yankee stuff obviously but i mean i i do tweet other things as well sometimes it could be funny um relatively not very much but sometimes you might laugh or chuckle at my joke and if you do just hit the like button please i want more likes on my tweets um so my twitter is jack murph not murphy jack murph 27 um so, if, and again, if you want to email or DM me any, any questions you want answered on a podcast, feel free to do that. And you can also email me questions. My email is jackmurphy, spelled as it sounds, 28136 at gmail.com. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, have a great day. Go, Yankees.